right, welcome back, folks. This is Sarcasm Speaks. It's Jared and Bob coming at you. Um, I guess real quick before we uh, before we get into like you know the the real stuff here, we got a we got an update to make, and uh, it seems like 2021 uh, last year was the exception to the rule uh, when we do our celebrity death pool. Um, <laughs> we happened to do very well last year, but we did awful the two years before that. And, uh, well, Ray Liotta died. Um, well, at this point, probably last week, right? What was that Friday? Yeah. Uh, maybe even before that. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a week since we've recorded. So, um, cause if you've been following along, you knew we, we doubled up at one point last week so we could cover ourselves for Memorial Day weekend. Um, so the the unfortunate thing about that is we miss sometimes the uh, the latest current current events. And Ray Liotta <clears throat> died. Uh, but, you know, by the time this comes out, it's going to be like even longer ago. But um, yeah, we didn't have them. But it also sucks because Ray Liotta is kind of cool. <laughs> Just touched on that, cover that. And then uh, also I wanted to get into, I just told you this, Bob, not you, the, the listener, but the, the actual you, not the royal you. Um, shout out to uh, Sexy Chris. I know he had mentioned he wanted to uh, potentially hop on this episode. I reached out to him uh, definitely too late in the day. I was crazy fucking busy at work today. Uh, and I did not reach out to him earlier. Uh, so he's probably asleep. I uh, probably got off work and is asleep. But he uh, was was talking about the, uh, the the Texas school shooting and all that stuff. So when we recorded our last episode, it was a week ago today. It was Tuesday night, right? And the shooting had just happened on that day. So there wasn't a ton of information out. Like we, we, I don't know how long we even talked about it. We might've spent like five, 10 minutes talking about it. Um, yeah. I was just more so pissed at Ben Bolin through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We, we mostly went off on the people that decide to make child murder, um, their political platform and like start espousing their views and changing everything. Oh, that's right. I read the, the tweet about the, the person that was like, oh, you choose guns over children's lives as if they're mutually exclusive or something. You know, I, re- I remember that now. Um, but more information has come out uh, since then. And it's not great. Not great information. Um, also, at the time when we recorded, um, unfortunately, I think we... Um, it was there was like nine people that were injured and like one person dead or something like that. And that number has again, unfortunately, ended up, I think 21, 21 people had died. Something like that. Um, between children, students, and teachers. Um and then so more the 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 information that had come out was um the 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 gunman um was this 18-year-old. Uh, piece of shit who purchased a gun um, albeit legally right uh, to my knowledge uh, and then went to 
shoot up this elementary school. Um, I've heard on other podcasts, Hey, it's Leo. We've got a part-time guest host. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. So if you're watching on YouTube and you see Bob keep glancing off to the side, it's probably because he's trying to make sure Leo doesn't die, like chewing a live cable or something. (laughs) But, um, so one of the, one of the podcasts that I listened to, they were talking about how, I don't know the names of the, this, the, the gun off the top of my head, but he purchased a, um, an AR 15, which is made by like some company. Right. And this one particular company, uh, it was the drinking bros podcast. So it was Dan Holloway. Shout out to Dan. Um, he said that it was like a $4,000 gun. So, or a $3,000 gun, but between ammo and cartridges and all this other shit, magazines, sorry. Um, it's not in, it's not a printer. <laughs> um, there's Dude, no car- I, ink, there's no cartridges. Listen, um, I, I know next to nothing about talking about. So. Yeah, and I know like a, an inch above next to nothing. So, um, so anyway. And I, and I know less than I think I know. <laughs> he, he, uh, he spent upwards of $4,000 on all of this stuff. Right. So, uh, Dan, Dan's whole angle on it was how was this 18 year old who worked a part-time job at Wendy's able to spend $4,000 on the necessary equipment to, um, create mass murder essentially. Um, so he turned it to the grandparents, uh, because he was living with his grandparents because he got kicked out of his mom's house. Uh, and, and his, the, the summarized summarized points that he was making was that we need to do a better job as society at identifying troubled people just in general and do something about it. So Dan, Dan's solution was just to kill them, like to shoot them. Right. (laughs) Um, He was like, yeah, find these fuckers and just get rid of them. He goes, just kill them. Um, Now I love Dan. And I would say that probably anywhere between 80 to 90% of in that situation, he's probably right. Right. Um, But there's probably some situations where, you know, if you get a hold of the person and send them to therapy, uh, at least 10% of the time, I feel like that might work too. Um, so you gotta at least give it a shot, right? You can't just fucking go around shooting people. Um, well, you can, but, you know, there's consequences to that. Um, you can't, you can't be like a real life Dexter. Um, so I think he's right. Right. Um, I think I think we do a really bad job as a society um, dealing with troubled people. <clears throat> and I think it has more to do with. I don't want to blame it. I'm not I, I, I'm not blaming it on PC culture, so I don't want I might sound like that, but I think it has something to do with the whole like we're afraid of hurting people's feelings. Right. Like say we're in high school, right? And there's this kid, we actually had, did happen to go to high school with a kid that was, you know, 
long black hair, maybe paint his fingernails black, um, wears a leather trench coat, you know, maybe wears like a fucking undertaker hat, you know, that type of bullshit. And it's like, Hey, maybe check in on that kid. And like, yeah, it's profiling, but like, would you rather profile and be wrong and maybe offend someone or get it right and potentially save kids' lives or people's lives in general? It's quite literally how TSA operates. Yes. <laughs> they, operate on, they operate on profiling in the name of safety. Yes. Yeah. That's why I've never been stopped. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a young white man with a beard. And I typically always am wearing some sort of like black rifle coffee, like whether it's a hat or a shirt or whatever, or like croc, my camo crocs that I wear all the time. Like I'm not getting stopped. Let's yeah, I say, uh, like, I'm not, I'm not the person that they're looking for. I don't need to leave much of the imagination here. Fuck. He's chewing my wires. <laughs> I don't need to leave much of the imagination there's a certain population of people, people, person that gets stopped zero percent of the time in my findings, and there's a certain type of person that gets stopped a hundred percent of the time in my findings. So yeah, yeah, those are anecdotal, so you can't hold me to them. But right, uh, yeah, there, there is. I mean, it's why we have so many issues we have in the country, right? Like, yeah, there's an entire population of people that feel like they're being profiled and then th thus not being treated fairly now it's not a uh it's not a safety concern so no one can hide behind safety with that um like you can with tsa but it's uh with some like you know troubled mental health whatever you know sometimes people just aren't kind of thinking clear <clears throat> and it's like, yeah, you know what? Sometimes that person does need a couple follow-up questions because God forbid, God forbid someone just goes up to him and goes, Hey man, you want to talk for like 10 minutes? And then maybe that person doesn't go and fucking do something super fucked up. Like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, what am I? I'm oh, sorry. Go. Okay. No. And I was going to say the only other thing, cause I'm going to have to corral this fucking doodle. Uh, is we have like especially like mental health whatever we have always as a culture like turned kind of a blind eye to that where yep. it was like oh we'll just send him to an asylum it's like yeah oh, okay. yeah cool. oh we'll just drill a hole in his fucking skull yeah we'll, so it's we'll stick a tube up his nose and give him a fucking lobotomy so skipping that has never been uh yeah i'm sorry we, addressing that has never really been you know in the uh in the cards really. Yeah. Yeah. I think for sure there's a Joe Rogan quote that's out on the internet. <clears throat> um, I don't know when exactly he said it, but um, he said that we as a country have a mental health problem that's disguised as a gun problem. Uh, and I 100% believe that. Um you know, there potentially could be more information. I, I haven't paid too close attention to it since, you know, it was Memorial Day weekend and now I'm back to work and we're crazy busy. Um, but I don't know if anything came out, like if he was on any medication, but I know, I don't know exact percentages off the top of my head, but I know a very good percentage, like 
somewhere between 60 and 80%. I, w- I would imagine if I were just to guess off the top of my head, um, a percent of people that commit um, a mass murder um, are on some sort of SSRIs, right? The, those heavy duty um, antipsychotic drugs. So was he, wasn't he? I don't know. Um, but clearly he was troubled, right? <clears throat> a lot of people came out and said he was bullied. Um, and now people love to do this because again, we have to be fair on this show, right? We have to shit on the left as well as, as, as the right. And there's people, obviously people on the left have been flipping out the whole time. We got to ban guns. We got to ban, no more guns. No one has any guns. All right, go fuck yourself. That's not going to happen. But then the people on the right are like, well, the, the FBI knew about this guy because he posted that he was going to shoot up his school, like whatever, six months ago or something. To which I say like, okay, all right. Did, did anyone investigate, right? Like, was there, and I, I don't know, this is a genuine question. Like, I don't, I don't actually know the answer to this. Was there any sort of legal investigation after he posted, I'm going to go shoot up a school? Um, because if there was, and they deemed it to be clear, then all right, like it sucks, right? Like it, it does, it's awful. It is terrible. But we only have so many resources, right? Like if we think about it this way, if we tracked every single person, every single time that every single person posted on social media, whether they were going to shoot someone, blow something up, do some, commit some act of violence. Like, I really don't think we have that many people that work at the FBI to cover all of that. Right. So you also do have to kind of look at it from that perspective too. Like, was there an open investigation at the time? Like, cause there have been other occasions. And again, I'm being genuinely, I don't, I don't know the answers to these questions because there have been other cases where someone committed some sort of mass violence, whether it be whatever. And the suspect or the, the person uh, actually had open cases. Like there were open charges on fucking gun violence or some other shit, or there was a warrant or like, I think, I think the dickhead that drove his car through the Wakusha uh, Christmas parade um, I think he had warrants out for his arrest or something, or no, he had like two days prior ran over his girlfriend with his car or something. Like there was something that's like, Hey man, like this just happened like two fucking days ago. Like, why is this person out back on the street type of deal? Like, so there's that shit. Right. But if there was uh, an actual legal investigation into this kid, say six months ago and everything checked out, at that point, like the cops did their job. So do you want to, do you want them to still tail this kid every single day to see what he's doing? And now maybe you check in on him like every other month, like digitally, maybe, you know, cause that's what the FBI does. You don't tell them that you're checking in hashtag Patriot act, but like maybe you check in every other day and then maybe they just missed it. You know, like that's possible too. So I try not to go like super hard in either direction. Um, but obviously it's a terrible thing, right? There's fucking like elementary school kids were murdered. 
um, which is fucking awful. But my problem, my biggest problem with all this was when all the information came out about the Uvalde police force. Uh, did you hear about that stuff? Um, I saw today that they just like stopped cooperating or something now. Yeah. So the Texas Department of Public Safety or whatever, I think whatever it is, something along those lines, was doing a an investigation. I would imagine it's probably like their version of the state police. Like if I had to just guess, right? Like if there was something that happened in a town in Massachusetts, like the state police would be the ones to investigate, right? Like that may, yeah, it just makes got, sense to me. So yeah, but they got like counties and sheriffs and I know, I know. So I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know Texas policing stuff, but in my head, it's essentially like this, their state police, right. That are doing an investigation. And now all of a sudden the school district and the police department just stopped cooperating. So all of the reports, right. And all of the, there's been videos um, by people that were present at the school, whether they were parents or neighbors or whatever, there were people present at the school that took videos of cops surrounding the elementary school and they weren't going inside. There were parents outside that were begging and pleading. A couple of them tried to fight their way through and the cops like pushed them back. I don't know if any of the parents actually got arrested or anything, but there were cops surrounding the outside of the school and no one was going inside. Not one of the cops was going inside to handle the shooter. To which I say, you can 1000% unpolitely go fuck yourself. Like you guys, not only should there be there, that there needs to be an uh, internal investigation or IA internal affairs. Like there needs to be some sort of investigation into that. And two, <coughs> you should probably all lose your fucking job. Any, any one of the cops that stood outside and didn't go inside you should you should probably be fired now i'm on the record of many times saying i'm not for these like rash decisions of like you should fire you should get fired you should get do this do that however as a police officer one of your many responsibilities is to protect the public right i think that's that's fair right Protect and serve is, is what a lot of the police departments say. I don't know. It depends on where you stand on creeds. Yeah. So if you stand outside of an elementary school where there is an active shooter inside shooting children and you don't go inside, you do not deserve to be a police officer, in my opinion. Right. So now maybe something will come out that maybe there was a sergeant or a deputy or some whatever fucking lieutenant. Maybe there was some higher lieutenant ranking. Colonel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> lieutenant Colonel. Uh, maybe there was some higher ranking authority that was there that gave the order not to go in. If that was the case, that one individual, 1000% deserves to be fired. Um, the cops that were there, you can get away with just saying you were just following orders if that was the case. Um, but still there's a reason why, like, I'm not a cop, right? <laughs> like, 
Like I'm not, I'm probably not going to run into a building where there's an active shooter. Right. Like, cause, cause I'm, I'm not a cop, but like you, you like, that's part of the job. Like, and that's why cops are, it's such a high stress job. Right. And that's why going back over the last two years and the whole, you know, George Floyd thing, whatever, like pick a person, um, what was the, the Ferguson thing, whatever. It's like these cops are under super high stress, right? Because there's a very real possibility that they don't go home at the end of their shift, right? And then like, you know that, you know that every day you fucking step foot in your car, in your cruiser, that the chance of you being killed on the job is higher than 0%. It's, and it's, I guess, theoretically, you could say that for any job, but like, it's higher than me <laughs> and you. No, getting <laughs> you know killed I mean? on the job is different than getting killed at work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I think I can die at work, but like, dude, I can't die on the job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless you like tripped over a shoelace simultaneously while a 45 pound plate like fell and like cracked your neck. But like, yeah, but that's not on the job. That's a freak accident. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, you literally could pull someone over and they could turn a fucking, they could pull a gun and shoot you. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. That's not a freak accident. That is an unlikely occurrence, but part of the job. Yeah. It takes a special, in my opinion, it takes a special kind of person to be a police officer. And again, as we found out over the last two years, there's a lot of shit bags that have ended up in the, in the job of police officer. They should be gone. If you have someone, and this is why like, I'm, I'm interested to get, to get sexy Chris's take on this. And I'm sure he'll listen to this at some point and obviously feel free to reach out. I would, I, I'm fascinated just to talk about this, but like, I, I would love to get the take of someone who is performs that job daily. And what would you do if you were in that situation? Like I would, cause you and I can sit here and be like, yeah, of course I'd run inside, but it's like, we're not cops. You know what I mean? Like I, that I, I now, wouldn't. Now this is something that I'm, I'd actually be like, just uh, just to use a, a a different example if someone came to me and was like oh i'm uh i want you to i want you to personal train me it's like okay cool what are we doing here oh i have a bodybuilding competition i'm i'm gonna be in that whatever I'm like i'm not your fucking person right like well what do you mean you're a personal trainer it's like yeah but i have no fucking experience with bodybuilding competition, bodybuilding prep. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I would never take that person on because I know I can't meet the results. So I don't know if within law enforcement, there is a, like, obviously like in Massachusetts, we have a stop team. Correct. So if there was an active shooter and if the stop team could get there quick enough, it wouldn't be local PD. Right. 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 So there could be a special set of skills that are designed for active shooter. A very particular set of skills. If you send in uh, Ralph Wiggum's father, that's, that's just another Chief category. Wiggum's? <laughs> yeah. Is his name Clancy? <laughs> I don't know. His name Clancy Wiggum? I just know it's Chief, Chief Wiggum's. <clears throat> I think it's, I want to say it's Clancy. 
<laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's a good oh, point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chief Clancy Wiggum. But yeah, so like, that's what I mean is like Chief Wiggum is not suited to handle an active shooter. Now, I don't know if there's something like that. I don't know. I could be completely off base where they say, no, you're trained to apprehend a live shooter. And yeah. um, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of like ifs and yeah, because, you know, this kid had a fucking AR-15, like that changes the deal significantly than someone who has a fucking handgun. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so who actually ended up taking the kid down was a border patrol agent. So I, I don't, I don't know geography this well, but I'm assuming that Uvalde, <laughs> Texas would, is trust a probably agent with a fucking yeah. a live shooter. Pretty good. dude. So I would imagine Uvalde, Texas is probably pretty close to the border, obviously um, because there was a border <laughs> patrol agent that showed up and like, ran through the line of cops, got into the school and took the kid down. So you're telling me you have, I don't know, let's say anywhere between 10 and 30 cops outside of this elementary school. And then one border patrol agent goes inside and gets the job done. He actually got shot in the, in the helmet. There was a, there was like a, a bullet mark in his helmet. So he kitted up because I, there's a lot of conflicting stories. There's some that said he responded from the base, wherever that is. And there's some that said he was off duty and like, either way, he, he, he was in full kit and ran into this fucking school and took this kid out and got shot in the fucking head in, in the helmet, but got shot in the fucking helmet in the process. But like the multiple city cops, outside couldn't do anything i'm telling you right now i would probably trust a border patrol agent a little bit more with- oh yeah absolutely he was yeah, also they they said he was a b-tac which not the not the bourbon, not the bourbon. um but apparently it's the uh like the special like swat version of um of border patrol it's like special operations for border patrol so yeah that makes sense yeah, so the, the guy went in and fucking iced him. But, you know, it, it's it's a real bad look. <laughs> it's a really bad fucking look now that all this information is coming out. Um, and then, of course, this is all that people want to talk about, right? And then everyone has the fucking answers. Everyone's got the fucking answers, right? You got to yeah. get rid of guns. Guns are the problem. Why all do you need... Yeah, all guns are bad. Guns kill people. No, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Oh, so. test kills people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a, you're a him. Guns don't kill people. T- I kill people. Test yeah, used to wear. yeah. <laughs> With Did the lamest, the lamest fucking uh, entrance music ever. This was just like this is a test. This is a test. Yeah. Like it was just over and over again. Fuck you off. Get a horrible fucking facial, uh, uh, facial hair too. All right, yeah. Test. Yeah. Um, oh shit, he's dead. Oh, yeah, he died a little while ago. Oh, I think he only made it to, like, fucking 45, 48. Oh, Jesus, poor son of I don't think he made it very long. Yeah. Um, I think Seabass also wore that shirt. Or maybe it was his hat. <laughs> Came Could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, guns don't kill people. I kill people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, right? Because like people will kill people with knives. Like you can kill people. You kill people with your fucking fist with a rock. Yeah. Like, so let, let, with let, a bow let's, and let's arrow. Not, let's 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 not do this because I know John Wick killed three guys with a fucking pencil. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All guns are bad. No. No. Not all guns are bad. No. Should things be more regulated in general? And my overarching, uh, I guess, opinion on the matter is the deadlier and less practical the weapon, the harder it should be to get your hands on. Correct. So... Now, this is easy for me to say because we live in Massachusetts. We're, actually, you know what? How about this? Walk me through the gun buying process in Massachusetts. How does that work? So uh, you have to, the gun buying, like, do you want want me to start from the very beginning? So let, like, let, how about, how day about one, this? I want to buy a gun. How about this? I, I, I don't have anything. I don't know anything. Uh, I would like to buy a gun. Okay. So the first thing you have to do is register to take a Massachusetts firearm safety course, which is a, I think it's a full day. I think it's an eight hour. It's either a a four hour or an eight hour course. Um, Let's split the difference. Let's call it six hours. It's a six hour course that you have to pay money to go to, to get trained on how to handle a firearm, the safety precautions, all of like the laws, like the basic laws in Massachusetts, um, the different kind of classes of licenses, which I don't even think they do anymore. So maybe that's not part of it, but like all of these things. And then the final part is the practical where they take you to the range and you shoot a little 22 fucking pistol at a metal target. And as long as you can fucking get rounds down range, you're good. Um, so this, so this is one day. This is one day, and probably two hundred and fifty bucks for the course. So you pay for that. It's a day. You got to pass it and all that crap. Yep. You there's a written test. You have to pass the written test. All right, and that's just a safety course. That's just a safety course. Okay. What's next? So then you have to wait <clears throat> to get the, the certificate. The certificate has to be mailed to you. Yeah, fine. Whatever. Um, okay, so I get, I get the stupid certificate in a week. What do we got? Okay, so now now you need to pick up the phone uh, and call your local police department and okay. say, I would like to buy a gun. And they are going to say, okay, well, you're not going to say that because that's 1,000% a great way to fucking not, not be able to buy a gun. But you're going to talk to them and say, I would like to make an appointment to come down to fill out uh, an LTC application. Yeah. Or most places are probably online. So you book it online, whatever. You show up to your local PD and you uh, go and you fill out a bunch of paperwork. Um, you get fingerprinted, right? They take, they put you in the system. They put you in the federal, like the gun system because Lord knows the government can't fucking talk to itself. So no matter how many times you've been fingerprinted for work or jobs or Corey checks or anything else, it doesn't matter because they have to do it again for the fucking gun registry. 
So <clears throat> you get fingerprinted, you fill out some paperwork, and then depending on the state, the city, you may have to sit down and actually talk to someone and explain to them why you would like to purchase this gun. Now, I can speak from personal experience in, in Mansfield, Massachusetts. I did not have to do that. Um, but I know people that obviously still live back in Medford and have lived in like surrounding towns like Revere and like real cities, right? Like real, like cities right near Boston. Baddest dude in Revere. They've had to sit down and talk to someone at the police department and explain why you want the gun. So you fill out the application. You may or may not have to talk to someone who works there. You submit the paperwork. Then you have to wait. How long? I don't know. Depends on the city. Uh, I think mine took. Get around to it. I think mine took a month. Um, again, the bigger cities uh, can take up to six months. So it's a waiting game. Whenever it's done, it's done, and then you will be told whether or not you are allowed to have a. I believe it's a class A license to carry. Um, yep, that's what I have. Uh, class, I got it, got it right here. Uh, class A license to carry, or you have been awarded an FID card. Um, they used to have this thing called class B license, but they realized it was dumb, so they just got rid of it. Right. So there's, a, there's only a class A or an FID. Class A large capacity uh, means that you can carry a gun anywhere in the state and any other state that has reciprocating laws, right? So by law, I can't carry a gun in Rhode Island because Rhode Island does not reciprocate with Massachusetts LTC requirements. However, New Hampshire and Maine do, maybe Vermont. I don't know about Vermont and I doubt New York. So if I ever had, a, had, if I took my gun across state line into Rhode Island, like that's a fucking felony. Like I can get arrested for that. Um, so you get the license, right? Or you get awarded an FID. That's what I was going to say. An FID is a firearms identification uh, card. That means, uh, cool, you can go to a store and buy a gun, but you can't bring it anywhere. <laughs> and when you travel with it, it needs to be locked in your trunk. Like, like locked in a container in the trunk, like not like just lock your trunk and throw the fucking gun in the backseat. So it's, it's got to be in a locked container in the trunk of your car. You cannot carry it on your person if you have an FID. What's the so, point of that? You just want to use it at the range? Um, so it started out as um, anyone under the age of 18. So if you're under 18, um, you obviously can't have an LTC, but you can have an FID. So you can shoot guns, but you cannot carry one on your person. Um, and so they do it again, they do it in cities, right? Like if you still lived in Medford and you applied, like there's a solid chance they would one, either just deny your request outright because they do that. They'll just be like, no, we're not allowing you to have an LTC, which yeah. gets a little sketchy, right? Because you could find a lawyer to fight that, a second amendment yeah. lawyer. Uh, you'd probably win. So yeah, you would think 
but it, re- it requires a lot of work. So like, you have to be willing to like do the work, right? Like you have to find the lawyer, pay the lawyer and all that. So most of the time people just don't do it. They just suck up, you know, suck it up. They're like, oh, I guess I don't get to have a gun. So whatever. <clears throat> so if you don't get denied, you get an LTC class A or an FID. Um, then when you get your card, whichever one it is, the Massachusetts, I think, is it registry of firearms? Maybe. I don't know. I just made that up, but somebody, <laughs> the guns are sends you a piece of paper that has what's called your pin, your, your gun ID pin or whatever the fuck it's called. You need this pin in order to buy a gun. So now all of that's done, right? <laughs> the entire process is done. You've done the safety course. You've gone to the, the PD to, to fill out the application. You've been accepted. You got your LTC. You got your pin in the mail. Now, now you can finally go buy a gun. So now you go to the gun store and you say, one gun, please. <laughs> and they say, hold on a minute. I need your license, like your actual license. I need your LTC. I need your pin. And then they run a quick little background check, depending on how busy they are. You know, it could take five minutes. It could take 20 minutes, whatever. Uh, so they run the check, they come back and they say, you're cleared to purchase one gun. And then you can buy said gun and then they'll, you know, go down everything with you. Would you like to buy extra magazines? Would you like to buy ammunition with that? Would you like to change the trigger? Like, would you like to do all this shit, right? Like they ask you a bunch of questions. And then, uh, then depending again, depending on what it is, where the place is and what you're doing to it. Like if you're, if you're going to put modifications, like if you're going to change the trigger, put a sight on it, put a fucking flashlight, red dot sight, whatever the fuck you're putting on it, it's going to take some time. So you might have to leave and come back and pick it up at another time. Or if you just want whatever is there, you can, got, you can buy it, they'll fucking put it in a case, they'll lock the case, and they'll hand it to you. And then you're now a gun owner. So that's the gun buying process in Massachusetts. And correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> in other states, you can walk into a gun store. Yep. Now, again, we don't live in other states, so we don't know the deal. They'll say, cool, just need your like driver's license, whatever. Mm-hmm. And okay, cool. Here's your gun. Yeah. Yep. You bypass everything to the point where I said one gun, please. And they go, <laughs> here's a gun. Sure. Sure. Here's your gun. Yep. So. And then in Massachusetts, also, if you would like to buy an AR-15, you're shit out of luck. Right? You cannot. Correct. Not, not, not legal here. Yeah. So, uh, you can own one. We can't it's, buy it here. But you can't buy it in the state. So you're good. You're back. Hold on. I got this on mute. Hold on. What the fuck am I hearing? (laughs) When Leo goes crazy. (laughs) Yeah. He's digging at the couch right now. Goddamn dog. Oh, okay. I think Michaela's home and talking on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck am I hearing? Like, I didn't mean for us to go fucking dark like that, but like literally I'm like, 
fuck, do I have like a video connected to Bluetooth? Cause I was listening to a podcast earlier. I'm like, wait, did the TV go off mute? Like what the fuck? Who the fuck? What the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> no, I think she's just got home talking on the phone. Ah, yes. If not, I guess someone's here and whatever. I'll, I'll figure it out after final thoughts. Yeah. I'll bring my gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I got to imagine that there's got to be something in Massachusetts. There's mass. Do you, is, I don't know if there's a rank on this. It's got to be super strict here. Like yeah. if not, yep. it's one of, uh, no, I would say New York and California are probably the strictest. All right. So we're, we're there. We'll, we'll just say we're there. Yeah. So we're, we're top be, five. We're top five hardest States in the country. There's gotta be some process that other States can employ where it's not quite as hard as ours or it could be i don't know maybe i truthfully i don't hate what we have to do in massachusetts yeah i don't think it's bad either because so because this is the thing is i I don't i don't i don't don't like the ar-15 thing like i don't like how people are like well you shouldn't be able to buy a right a rifle it's like well that's stupid know what i said i said it should be really hard if you want one yeah like if you want an ar-15 you better have a damn good fucking reason for wanting one yeah now, I don't know what the functional purposes are, but now I use an example at work. I go, what if you're a farmer in Texas and those feral pigs come through? Yeah. Like, what do you what do you need all that firepower for? I go, no, no, no. It's not that all that firepower. It's the quantity. Right. When those feral pigs run through, they can fuck up your entire farm. Right. But you say that to people in Massachusetts and they can't think of what yeah. that's like because it doesn't fit their argument that in Texas, there are specific scenarios where having something semi-automatic like that. Right. Having be- 30 round, having a 30 round magazine would be, would be advantageous. Yeah. Right? Especially when those things are fucking, they're brutal. In Massachusetts, uh, your everything is capped at, at 10 rounds. So before yeah. they outright banned the AR-15. And so this is true for Massachusetts residents who own AR. Like, like I said, it's not illegal to own one. But if you do own one in Massachusetts, you cannot have a, a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. For, for any, any weapon, any semi-automatic weapon in Massachusetts, you cannot have a magazine that holds more than 10 rounds. Yeah. So my, my only thing was like, you don't have to ban them, but you just have to have a good reason for wanting to buy one. Yeah. And like, I don't know what the good reasons are, but that's because that's why I say that is... I don't know what the good reasons are or aren't. Yeah. And then people throw around, ooh, weapons of war. It's like, oh, that's a cool buzz term, man. Yeah. Weapons uh, of war. What show me also, those people can get fucked. Show me once in the history of all war, right? That when did anyone go to war with an AR-15? I have no idea. This is they what don't. I, like, the I don't answer know. is the answer is zero. Because even- it it's not it it looks scary. Like I'm the, the U S government has used the M four, the M 16, the M 14 before that, um, the scar, like there's no, like they, they've never used, like the closest you would get would be like an MP five, but like, I don't know. It's just dumb. It's dumb. Anyone that's like, Oh, it's a weapon of war. Go fuck yourself. You clearly have no idea what you're talking about. Like I said, I don't think they should be illegal to own, but I think I'm I'm fine with 
this is kind of where I teeter a little bit, but I guess I'm mostly fine with the magazine capacity, right? Like you can own an AR-15, you can own an MP5, you can own an M16, but you can't have more than 10 rounds in it. Yeah. I mean, that like, that's, a I'm, thing I'm okay. Is, I'm okay with that. I, I don't think it makes sense that anyone in particular places, someone can walk off the street, especially like, cause I just use me as an example. I don't even know how to operate a gun. And to think that if I just had the correct driver's license, I could go buy one is kind of fucking sickening. Yeah. Yeah. Like <clears throat> it is. Like I need an ID to buy fucking NyQuil. It's the same, <laughs> same yeah. requirement as buying a gun in some places. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, like, I, they do run background checks, but like it's a quick background check. One. Exactly. Yeah. I, you would, I, you would I, pass, I pass one. one. Most but people I would no, probably be able to. Pass I have one. no ability. Yeah. This is what I like. Even ability. Now they probably wouldn't set now someone now. Cause I would have to go to like, you know, Texas or North Dakota or, I mean, North Dakota is not a real place. South Dakota. Like I'd have to go to one of those places. They would probably know right away. Like, Hey, do you know what to do with this? Right. And I probably wouldn't be able to lie my way out of it. Cause I, I know so little. Yeah. But I would hope that they would at least vet me that far. Probably. Yeah. And so the other, this was another thing that came up in the podcast with Dan <laughs> on the drinking bros the other day was he said, shame on the gun owner. I'm sorry, the, the gun shop owner that sold the kid this, if it indeed was the kid, like if it comes out later that like, you know, it was one of the parents or the grandparents or whatever, it's like, well, then fuck them too. But if you are a gun shop owner and you have an 18 year old kid that walks in and goes, I want to buy an AR-15, like you have every right <clears throat> to say no. And that's what Dan was saying, right? Like, this is America. Like, we have determined that, like, you can walk into a, a bakery and be denied to make a fucking gay cake, right? Like, that was the whole, what was that, like, five, six, seven years ago at this point? Remember the whole, the gay cake thing? Like, I, dude, I, <laughs> there was a baker that said, no, I'm not going to make you a cake because it has fucking promotes homosexuality, whatever. Like, if you're allowed to do that, then as a gun shop owner, you're allowed to tell an 18-year-old kid who looks kind of weird, who looks a little sketchy, who walks into your store and goes, I want to buy an AR-15. You're allowed to say no. Yeah, I'd say no, go buy it somewhere else. Go buy it somewhere else. Exactly. Like you're allowed to do that, right? You go to a bar and you've been drinking all night. The bartender has every right to say you're done. You're not allowed to buy any more drinks. Like you could walk into a bar right off the street. And be stumbling a little bit and sit down at the bar. You haven't ordered one drink at this bar all night. You just sit down and order a drink. The bartender can say, no, no, you're too drunk. Like, like you have that right. Like you have the ability to do that. So, and I, I thought Dan also made a really good point when he said that too. So again, shame on the shame, shame on the shop owner. If it was indeed the kid that went in and bought it and not someone else. Because again, it was like $4,000 worth of purchases. But um, the other thing too was like, like I was saying, everyone's got the answers of all this bullshit. And I'm not going to pretend like I have the answers, but I kind of look at it like this. I thought of this the other day, right? 
where are, and other people have talked about this, but where are the most common places for mass shootings? Uh, statistically, could not tell you. They're, Florida, Texas? No, no, no. Like what, what venue? Like what type of venue, right? Like it's uh, a, a school, right? School, church. Church, grocery stores, right? Like what do all, what do, like, let's use those three. What do those three things have in common? People. people, people that are at a church, people that are at a school and people that are a grocery store. Big groups, unarmed. They're, yes, they're unarmed. They're vulnerable. They're vulnerable populations, right? Like schools are quite literally gun-free zones. Like there's places that say like, no guns here. So by that definition, they're vulnerable, right? You're making them vulnerable. Whenever has someone tried to walk into a gun range and start a mass shooting at a gun range? When has anyone ever tried to walk onto a military base and start to do a mass shooting on a military base? It doesn't happen. When has anyone walked into a federal, a federal government building and tried to attempt a mass shooting there? Now there's been some bombings, right? Obviously, but with the, I think the Oklahoma city and, and some other shit, if you want to count nine 11, you can, you can do that, but that wasn't a federal building, but right, I'm getting off the beaten path, but when, when has anyone ever done that? When has anyone walked into a federal government building and started trying to shoot the place up? It doesn't happen. Yeah, Why? I have no idea. Because there's a lot of people there with guns and they're yeah. trained. They're not assholes like me and you that have guns, right? So I don't have a gun. this is what I was trying to, yeah, right. I, I'm just, I meant I, the assholes. Like, I'm vulnerable. I meant like you and I are just assholes. I just happen to have a gun. Yes. <laughs> so... And this is this goes this gets back to my original point. If everyone has all the answers, right? People are like, "Well, we need to arm teachers." No, the fuck we don't. No, we don't. There is that is the dumbest fucking solution ever. Like, oh yeah, to, we need to give teachers guns. Do you remember your teachers from high school and middle school? Do you want Do you want them to have a fucking gun? Do you want Do you want Jim McMahon to have a fucking gun? Could you imagine our high school fucking government middle, and law teacher if he had a gun? Hit the guy in the middle, Jim. Like, no, like, and I love him to death, but like, could you imagine Mr. Ambrose I mean, with a fucking gun? Dude, who, like him and Blauk, like who the fuck are they going to haunt? Exactly. Exactly. Like that is not the solution. The solution is not to give teachers guns. No. Miss <laughs> no. Began needed a gun. <laughs> she actually did need a gun <laughs> because everyone just kept fucking with her all the she time. She was like 98 years old. Myself included. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> that's not the answer right but so so they're vulnerable places right that's what i was getting at what do we do like when we have something that's vulnerable right like our head is pretty fucking vulnerable right like our skull is not that thick right like so when you ride a bike you put a helmet on typically right or you ride a skateboard you put a helmet on if you're in a construction zone you put a hard hat on, it's a helmet. You're trying to protect your head, right? Because your head's vulnerable. Because like I said, your skull, the skull bone, not that thick, right? It's kind of fucking fragile. It's kind of a really shitty design, <laughs> but it is what it is. So we protect it, right? So why not do the same thing? Why not? And this is the other thing too. The other thing is the solution that everyone has is the good guy with the gun, right? Well, the good guy with the gun doesn't fucking matter. Cause that's just essentially the teachers. 
It's one step up from giving the teachers guns. If you have one guy in the school who is a cop or is a lot of people talk about ex-military and make them specific, like you, your job is to stand at the school and walk around with an AR-15 or an MP5 or whatever the fuck it is and like protect the school. Okay, you're, you're getting warmer, but like, I still don't think that's the solution. Like how hard would it be to like actually take the, the fucking measures to protect the fucking school? Like I've seen a lot of, a lot of people talk about like, why are, why do some schools have like 17 entrances and exits? Like why, why do you need that many entrances and exits at a school? And like, people will talk about like, yeah, well, what about like in a fire or something? And it's like, okay. In a fire, it's fire code. Right. Right. But why not, why not use like magnetic locks or something? So the school I worked at, um, like for in the winter, you couldn't get into the building if you didn't have an access card, right? Like I had to beat my card to get into any door. And there were two doors that like the public could walk into. There was one at the high school and one at the middle school. And there was a receptionist at the front desk and there was a magnetically locked door right there. So like you go in and you say, hi, I'm dickhead superior. I'm here for a meeting because my child little dickhead spit in Jimmy's face. Okay, you're going to go down the hall and take a left. There's a, they're expecting you like sign in here and then they push a button and the doors unlock and you can go through. Like, how hard is that to do? Like, how hard is it to put that in, in fucking schools, right? Like we have all this money to like give to other fucking places around the world. Cause then the other thing is like, everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, Ukraine, we gave $56 million to Ukraine, wow. we, a billion. Yeah, you're right. But it's not just the Ukraine. Like everyone wants to say that because it's yeah, the most recent thing. How much money do we give to other countries across the fucking world, right? Like how much money do we spend in quote unquote aid to other countries around the world? Way fucking more than $56 billion. I would imagine it's in the hundreds of billions, probably approaching a trillion dollars of quote unquote foreign aid every year, but we can't spend a hundred million dollars of the government's money to actually secure the schools, right? To protect the schools, to put a helmet on the school, right? To put a hard hat on something like cameras, put cameras on the outside. Like, I don't know. And like I said, I'm not trying to say I have the answers and this is the right, the only right answer, but use common sense, right? Use logic. Like have the, have the key, the key card access doors have cameras fucking everywhere. If you want to add the the good guy with the gun thing and like have an ex-military guy or a cop that's solely stationed there, fine. But like, don't just do that. Do all the other things, right? Like, I don't know, because it's a vulnerable place. It's a vulnerable population. And you're literally just being like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. This, it's like you're skateboarding down a hill in San Francisco without a helmet. You're like, yeah, if I- Fecal matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I don't know, but, but you can't, you can't like talk like that to people. They're like, Oh my God, you're going to turn the school into a prison. It's like, 
Well, what the fuck do you want? It what to do you be? want? So what do you want? And that's yeah. want it to be open access, like whatever. And you don't want it to be a prison. What exactly do you want it to fucking be? I want guns to go away. Guns are bad. Guns kill people. Yeah. Well, like, if you just got rid of the guns. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved, you know what, you know, what's funny. Cause there, I, I, I talked to a bunch of people like that at work and there's one story that makes their head fucking spin. And it's awesome. I go, when I was 14 years old in Medford, a kid approached me with a backpack and asked me if I wanted to buy a nine millimeter or any fireworks off them. 14 years old. Now what someone would then say is, yeah, but if guns were illegal, you know, he wouldn't have those guns. Don't worry. Those guns were illegal. He was yes. trying to sell them to fellow eighth grade. Cause this is the thing. The kid was in eighth grade. Yeah. And as was I, he's like, yeah, the fireworks in nine millimeters. You want one? Like the fuck? Yeah, a hundred bucks. <laughs> like fuck, man, I don't have a hundred bucks. No, what the fuck? Would, what the fuck would I do with that? Yeah, you look the fucking VIN number scratched off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'll take some Thunder Kings though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get any black magic in there? Wasn't that a, no, we, one of the fireworks? So the Thunder Kings used to come from the north end, so that's what we always ended up getting our hands on. Yeah. But yeah, it was the Thunder Kings and fucking nine millimeters. <laughs> and they like look at me like I'm nuts. Like, whoa, whoa, like yeah, like, dude, they don't go away. No. Just because you ban them doesn't mean they go away. I yeah. promise you. They don't. Well, yeah, that's. So and they've been around for too long now. That's, that's drugs, it. right? Like we banned drugs. We banned yeah. drugs a long time ago. We banned drugs like 40 fucking years ago in the 70s. And they're still around. Right. Like make a couple phone calls. Like all it takes is a couple phone calls. And like, we could probably get our hands on some fucking hardcore shit, like some fucking mescaline or heroin or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not that hard to find at all. Heroin is probably one of the easiest ones to find. I would imagine. You just probably don't. That's the thing though. You probably don't want to find it. Yeah. You don't want it. Yeah. You you don't want to find it. Where You would have to go and what you would have to do. Yeah. Would fucking scare you fucking off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no drugs have been banned for 40 plus years. We still have those, right? Like, yeah. Cause so I saw I, it ain't it. That, that's the thing is you can't just ban them all together. First of all, you never will. That'll no. never happen. Never no. will. Never w- will not happen. That right. is one thing that will not die in this right. country. So I just, that's the thing too. It's hot. Just ban guns. Just don't even bother. Just yeah. don't even bother with that argument. Like, that's never going to pass. Canada just did that. Well, they didn't ban them, but they put a freeze, a nationwide freeze on gun sales. So you're not allowed to sell guns of any kind, like peer to peer. Like, I couldn't sell you a gun right, like, right now. Like, so you can't buy one from a friend. You can't transfer ownership. You can't fucking buy one from a store, nothing. And they even went so far as to not only do that, but they also banned toy guns. You're not allowed to buy toy guns. Oh yeah, I mean, that's just a gateway in guns. Yeah, yeah, it's the gateway. It's the gateway guns. It's the weed. It's the weed of of guns. Yeah. So Canada's a fucking hellhole. Sorry, Ian. Yeah, they're turning super fucking fucked up. 
Yeah. And sorry to the fucking, I don't know, however many listeners that we have in Ontario. Oh, they might agree with us. Yeah, I mean, probably. If they still listen to the show at this point, they probably do. But it's just stupid, right? It's just dumb. But yeah, no toy guns in Canada. Too bad. Tough. But Attleboro, so not far from me in actual Attleboro. um, Not South Attleboro, (laughs) just plain Attleboro. Um, They installed a gunshot detector in their school, like throughout their school. So I saw this on Twitter. It was uh, only in Boston. It's just an account that I follow. Um, So they tweeted out that the Attleboro Public Schools were the first ones in the country, I think, to install this gunshot detector. It has somehow has the ability to determine the difference between the frequency or fucking sound waves or whatever of a gunshot versus like a car accident or fucking a bunch of books falling on the ground or a locker slant. Like it has the ability to differentiate. And what it does is when it, when the alarm goes off, it sends an alarm directly to the police station so they can get there. Right. So the theory or the thought behind it, I would imagine is to cut down on response time. Right. Because if there is an active shooter in a school, I don't, I don't know statistics, but I would be willing to bet that there's anywhere from a 30 to a 90 second delay in, in like someone figuring out what's going on. Right. And then realizing they have to call 911. Right. Cause like, I don't know, because if you hear gunshots in a school, you're like, uh, were those gunshots? Right. I don't know. Dude, did you hear that? Yeah. Shit. Oh, fuck. What is that? Oh, shit. Everybody run. And like, run. Like, that was what, 20, 25 seconds right there. And then you have to have someone have the wherewithal to be like, I need to pick up the phone and dial 911. And then you have to actually dial and then talk. So there could any be, any be anywhere between one to two minutes, right? In lag time which doesn't sound like a lot, but in an active shooter scenario, you will kind of want the the cops to get there as quickly as possible. So, but there were people on Twitter that were shitting all over that. They were like, what? That's, that's stupid. Like just ban guns, like all this shit. And they're like, how about finding a way to like, just stop the killing instead. It's like, okay. All right, here we go. Yeah. Wait, see, we're asking people to live in the real world and they just don't like when yeah. people get outraged like this. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I'm not saying that my, my, my thought is the only way or the only right way or even right in general, but I don't think it's out of the question to say like, well, why not just throw, throw key card access on all doors, right? Limit your entry points and then have cameras everywhere. And then if you want to put the gunshot detector in there also, great. And then if you also want to add the, the one guy, the good guy with the gun, great. Like now we got like four layers of fucking protection. But no, now it's like a prison. So yeah, you're, so fuck, you're fucked either way. But I would, I would much rather my, I, I don't have children, but I would much rather my children go to a school if I had children that had key card access only that had one point of entry for the public, right? Like there's no, like the public can't just go walk in any doors. And then had maybe someone there with a gun, like a professional, 
and then also had a gunshot detector. I would feel a lot better, right? I would be like, cool, my kid's pretty fucking safe, right? Versus like, I don't know. Well, hopefully no one goes in that door today. You know what I mean? Like it's like I remember being a kid. I took karate at Medford High. And I was, I don't know, probably like six, seven years old. We used to just go in random ways because my dad went to the Vogue. And so we used to like just go through the Vogue. Like he, we would just walk through a random door in the Vogue and like walk through the halls and like get to like, I think it was the third floor cafeteria where we did karate. And like, yeah, like we used to go to the gym for like baseball and stuff. The doors were always open. Yeah, you just walk in the back doors. Yeah, everything was always open. You also got to, like, you got to, like, our high school had a guard box and check-in spot that no one was ever in. Yeah. When I was in high school. Yeah, same. No, I no think one was ever there. Someone in there, but. I think they also have since changed, too. I think they actually have key card access doors as well. Yeah, I thought you said that because you had to get buzzed in one time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, anyone, any, any parent who has young kids, generally, it sounds like most places like that, like daycares, whatever, they're all fucking, you got to get buzzed in anyway. Yeah. Like, and that's just like, not even like a gun thing. That's just like a no random people coming in thing. Right. Yeah. Random people plus children do not equal good things. No, they're probably going to be a diddler. Yeah. Or a fucking mass murderer. <laughs> yeah. Usually a diddler first. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, want to do one more thing and then wrap this up? I gotta, I gotta Google this real quick. Or do you have anything? No, yeah. nothing like for talking about. Um. So this is pretty funny. There was a woman, I'm trying to look it up right now. So there was a woman who wrote an essay on how to murder your husband. She wrote it, um, I don't know, a long time ago, I think. Um, I can't find exactly where, and this website has a paywall, so they can get fucked. Ah, 2011. So this woman wrote an article in 2011, and it was titled, How to Murder Your Husband. Well, what do you think she was just convicted of? Murder? Murder who, if you had to guess? Um, her doctor. Close. Mm. <laughs> Mechanic? <laughs> Getting warmer. Oh, her husband. Ah, yeah, her husband. Yeah. Dude, who would have seen that coming? Yeah, so crazy, right? So she's 71 years old. Uh, she was found guilty of murdering her husband in 2018. So uh, he was, yeah, he was murdered in 2018 as he prepped for work at the Oregon Culinary Institute in Southwest Portland. So they lived in Portland, Oregon. Uh, like, how fucking stupid do you have to be? Like, how dumb are people really? 
quite. They're, I mean, we spend most of our time talking about how stupid people are. Correct. But like, at least when OJ did it, he got off. Right. And there's no like, there's, there's the no double jeopardy. Like you can't be charged for the same crime twice. So he got off and he wrote a book. If I did it, <laughs> this is how it would have went down. If I did it. She is so fucking stupid. She writes an article in 2011 said how to murder your husband. Then seven years later, she actually murders her husband. How are you not prime suspect number one, right? Like you're already, right? Anytime anyone dies and weirdly, mysteriously, the spouse is always the number one suspect, right? Either the spouse or the ex-spouse, right? Whoever it is, like they're always the number, number one suspect, the first person they go to. Well, now come to find out like, oh, you mean seven years ago, you wrote an article about how to kill your husband and now your husband's dead? Well, now we're going to make sure we do our due, due diligence and fucking make sure that, you know, we find out whether or not you actually did do it. And turns out she did do it. So you're a fucking moron. Like just people are being so fucking stupid. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> I, I just don't. <laughs> so this is great. I'm reading a little bit about uh, her defense. Um, she said during the trial that she had no reason to kill her husband and that their financial problems had been largely solved by cashing a chunk of her husband's retirement savings plan. So apparently things were not so good for them and she decided to kill him. Um, I don't know, probably collect on insurance money, maybe. And this is great. She owned the same make and model of gun that was used to kill her husband and was seen on surveillance camera footage driving to and from the Culinary Institute where he was killed. Police never found the gun. Um, so then they go on to talk about that, but like, all right, Hey man, like I'm not a cop. I'm not a detective, but this lady's husband is dead. She wrote an article seven years ago about how to kill your husband and through ballistics, whatever they realize that the bullet came from this type of gun. Well, who owns the same make and model of gun? The wife, like, I don't know. I feel like my cousin Vinny would have a fucking field day with that. <laughs> like it's, that's a fucking layup. I'm not following. I don't know if I'm following here. <laughs> too many leaps, right? Too many, too many things to think of. Yeah. It'd be easier if there were more like direct connections. <laughs> like, if in my head, I could like say like, wow. I think that leads to that. Yeah. 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 It's a bit of a stretch. I know. Don't, don't call me a conspiracy theorist or anything. I won't. Uh, all right. Well, you want to start wrapping this up? Yes. My final thought. I have breaking news. Oh shit. What do we got? Golf has announced their field. Oh shit. For Is this on week. Twitter? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure you're going to, you're about to. <clears> right I'm now, borderline which... going to read the whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so their event, the ninth, I think that's a Thursday. That's when it starts. So it's not this coming weekend. It's the week after. So a week from when this comes out. And the big thing is who's going to play because shame and exile to all those who do. So reading some of the names and I'll, I'll just read for names that matter. Taylor Gooch, a little bit younger, 35th in the world. Matt Jones has won a few times on tour. Martin Keimer, two-time major winner. Chase Kepka, that's Brooks's brother. Graham McDowell's a major champ. Kevin Nas, 33rd in the world. Andy Ogletree won the 19 US Am. Louis Oosthuizen has won a major. He's 20th in the world. Turk Pettit won last year's uh, Division I Men's Championship. James Pyatt won the 21 US Am. Ian Poulter, 89th in the world. Uh, Charles Schwartzel won the ma- Masters. Hudson Swafford won this year. Lee Westwood, probably best player, never to win a major. Bern Wiesbergers won a few times. Eurobomb. And the big one, Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson. So... Oh, Serge is going to. Yeah, Sergio. Now, there's still six spots to fill. Hmm. Um, that leaves the door open that Phil's going to play. And it leaves the door open for five other people through like a qualifier. So. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh. Yeah. So what is it? What are they going to do? Is the PGA really going to fucking kick out Dustin Johnson? That's what they said. Hmm. We'll see. <laughs> that we will. I can't wait to fucking read the comments today. Yeah. I just, I just, I found the list on Twitter too. And so obviously he's the big one, right? But even like Sergio, um Lee Westwood like those are still relatively big names so here's a couple Louis Louis Eustazen here are are a couple thoughts it's 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 gonna get criticized as a lot of has-beens over the hills whatever so what you do have is DJ so that's one so people will watch for that you also open the door for a couple of these amateurs to be fucking nails. Like these kids can fucking play. Yeah. Like they really fucking can. So you run the potential of someone going on a little bit of a run and seeing like, Oh, who can be, a, who can be an ass kicker, whatever. It's also legit golf. Like that. It just is what it is. I'm curious to see what happens to DJ if they yeah. let him come back or not. Yeah. I mean, if they don't, I'm no, I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck. He's going to make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. I mean, assuming everyone else gets paid on this, 
I mean, but the Saudis are backing it. So it's like they have the money. Right, right. Yeah. It's not, again, it's not assholes like me and you that are like, oh, yeah, no, we totally, we'll totally get the money. <laughs> so if you're interested in that exact situation, uh, go to The Grind, which is a podcast. And you want to listen to the two-parter on the Big Money Classic. It is the fire festival of, or fire fest yeah. of mini tour golf. Right. It was a guy that tried to put on a, a big tournament for mini tour guys. Didn't pay, couldn't pay, tried to get out of it, and is just in more fucking shit. Yeah. It's not like some fucking jabronis trying to re- bring back the USFL. What was that, three years ago? They tried Dude, to bring that, back the USFL. The USFL and, is a current league. What was the league? AFL, XFL, USFL, UFL. There was one league. Mark. It was like two, three, four years ago that the league ran out of money in week four. It was like oh, a, yeah. it was like a ten week season. The football and by, wasn't bad. And by week four, they ran out of money. Yeah, they couldn't pay the players. Yeah, I think that was the UFL or something. The UFL, yeah, whatever the fuck it was. But like, that's not happening. UAF or AU, I don't even know. AAF? Yeah, USA Football, USAFL. AU, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it was. But like, that's not happening with the Saudis. Like, no, they have plenty of money. Like, $250 million is a fucking drop in the bucket to them. (laughs) It is borderline nothing. They don't give a fuck about two hundred and fifty million dollars. Right? I'm interested. I'm I'm interested though, because, um, I mean, I know I've talked about it a few times. I have no qualms supporting the guys going to play this thing. The way the PGA Tour treats their players does not warrant them banning them from playing a competing league or a competing tour. Um, they're independent contractors. And if they're not independent contractors, then hire them as employees and pay their expenses like you should. Right. Or let them play. Pick one. Right. So them just being like, oh, a rival league, ban, ban, ban. It's like, well, pay the fucking players the way they need to be paid. Even if it's a quarter million a year just to be on there. Like, figure it the fuck out. Right. And stop just taking care of only the top guys. And then it's like, if you're like, oh, well, you're supporting blood money. I, unfortunately, I'm supporting blood money by fucking driving a car. So exactly, I'm staying at four Hiltons this year. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, we went down. Disney, we went down that yeah, line. There's a Disney Plus membership in the house. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I support such a fucking regime. Yeah, yeah. But you do too. Yeah, all these people. Oh, how could you? How could you take the blood money? Do you drive a car? Do you Seriously? drive? Do you drive? It's my money. I'm. It's actually my fucking investment. Yeah, exactly. All the gas I've bought and is paying for part someone's prize. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. It's my league. <laughs> it's my league. I own this fucking league. I should call him up. <laughs> hey, Greg, uh, as a part owner of your league, <laughs> yeah. I think you should do this. Yeah. Wow, yeah. live golf. That's big. Dustin Johnson, former world number one. Is he still top 10? Uh, he might be like 15, 16, 13, oh. something like that. But I mean, he just won the Masters. He's a multiple major winner too, right? He's got two, two majors. He's over 20 career wins. 
former world number one. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm. <laughs> Someone just tweeted out: Taylor Gooch is going to clear Tiger's career earnings in the next fifteen months. <laughs> He's actually been playing pretty well late this season. Fine. So, wow, that's interesting. That'll be oh, fun to watch. Okay, so J- Jason Sobel, the Action Network. Yeah. Important to remember. Just because a player is competing in the first event doesn't mean he'll become a member. Parentheses. And conversely, just because a player isn't competing doesn't mean he still can't join. All will be subject to a still undetermined penalty from the PGA DP World Tours. Uh, this includes 42 players. Next week, we'll have a 48-player field. Yep. Okay. Hmm. So that's where we're at. I like it. I hope Phil comes out on that list. Have you gotten through the Phil book at all? Yeah, well, I got through the whole thing, actually. Oh, shit. Is any good? Yeah. I downloaded it to my Audible. I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. But it's in my library. Yeah, he's a dickhead. And (laughs) he is the definition of, if you ask him what time it is, he's going to tell you how to build a watch. And that's how his entire life has gone. cocksucker <laughs> well it's like hey phil what were you thinking oh no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> never ask him what he was thinking yeah no it's good though i mean it uh especially when i thought this was pretty good his narration through the 06 us open final round where phil had a one shot lead on the tee after hitting it in the trash can on the hole before. <laughs> and he blew it off the tent, tried to hit some big slinging slice around a tree, hit the tree, dumped that in a bunker, dumped that in the rough, tried to chip it in. And I think he made the eight footer for double to miss the playoff by one. <laughs> Listening to him announce it, though, pretty good. And then Monty, fucking Monty. What a fucking cunt he is. <laughs> I'll have to uh, I'll have to get that started soon. I got to catch up on my podcast a little bit behind. But my uh, <clears throat> So my final thought is uh, I was torn whether or not I wanted to do uh, Ricky Gervais or Stranger Things. It's a Netflix final thought. So I think I'm going to go with Ricky Gervais. I'll save the Stranger Things for when I can actually spend a little bit more time on it. Um, but I just watched uh, Ricky Gervais's new special uh, that just that came out last Friday, I think it was. Uh, absolutely fucking hilarious. Ricky Gervais is amazing. Um, he he's just he hit on everything. He shit on everybody, and. People are trying to cancel him for it now, obviously. He literally said that in the special. He was like, yeah, they're probably going to try and cancel me for this, but like, whatever, I don't care. Because he he makes the jokes too. He's like, I've got so much fucking money. He goes, I don't give a shit. Um, but he's he's just great. Did you, did you watch The Afterlife? 
Yeah. Show. Yeah. It's great. That show was great too. Um, it was great. But his other his other stand-ups have been awesome. Uh, I don't I don't want to get too much, like I don't want to blow and spoil any of the bits. You, you haven't seen the stand-up yet, have you? No. So it's called Supernature. Um, I highly recommend it. It starts out really good. I think the beginning is better than the end, but it's still overall like very good. Um, it's pretty fucking, pretty fucking great. So check it out. Uh, he goes after all the protected classes, right? So he just doesn't give a fuck. Uh, he's, and I, I love, I love Ricky Gervais. So, uh, Supernature on Netflix, go check it out. Well, uh, that is going to do it for us. So thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you click the thumbs up, like subscribe, rate review, wherever you're listening, all that fun stuff. Tell everybody, you know, about the show. Uh, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod or on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook page is Sarcasm Speaks. The website, sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store. I'm going to try and put together that uh, Meteor Volcano 2024 t-shirt. Um, we'll get that out there. And then thank you to mybookie.com. Go to mybookie.com. Use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. You can also go to grillyourassoff.com. Use the same promo code, uh, SarcasmPod. Uh, and they will get you 15% off every single time you check out over there at grillyourassoff.com. And what were the, uh, what were those sunglasses that you said you bought before? Gooder. Gooder. I'm going to write that down. So I'm going to check them out. Uh, they're not a sponsor yet, but they might be. Uh, so I think that does it, right? Covered all the bases there. Uh, so until next time, bye now.